Welcome to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. Brought to you by elevatebooks.com. Hello and welcome to another one of our Elevate Podcasts. My name is Benjamin J. Harvey, the Difference Maker Mentor. And once again, we have the pleasure of interviewing an international best-selling author from the Elevate series. To find out more about them or any of the other authors from the Elevate series, be sure to check out elevatebooks.com where you'll find a bunch of additional information and plenty of highly valuable free resources you can download immediately to further assist you in elevating all areas of your life. So today we're speaking with Michelle Chan. Now, for those of you who haven't met Michelle, Michelle is an ICF uh, certified coach, an internationally certified coach with the International Coaching Federation and an award-winning volunteer with a human resources background who is most passionate about helping people to crystallize their definition of success. Now, having worked in several leading multinational corporations, she's assisted organizations in bringing out the very best in their employees at all levels. Michelle is dedicated to helping people from all walks of life recognize their potential and shift their disempowering thoughts so they can continue on their journey of self-realization. Through her extensive travels, volunteering and life experiences, she has the unique ability to meet people where they're at, gain an understanding of their world and help them find the perfect harmony between their personal and professional lives. So please join me in welcoming to the show, Michelle. Hello, Michelle. Hi, Ben. How are you? Good, thanks. Michelle, I uh, have read through this incredible book of yours, Elevate Your Results. And uh, I know, I mean, I've known you for a long time. And I also know the wisdom that you impart on people and your background. You've worked with people for, for years uh, from all walks of life in all types of organizations and uh, as mentioned, you really do bring out the best in people. And I, I personally know you as someone who brings out the best in yourself as well. You know, it's one thing to talk about bringing out the best in others. It's a whole other thing to bring out the best in yourself. Um, and you really do both uh, incredibly well. Uh, I guess... Thanks, Ben. <laughs> you're welcome. And, I mean, and this is the reality. If you haven't met Michelle before, she, for me, is one of the most productive, diligent, efficient, uh, hardworking individuals who just produces exceptional results no matter what she applies herself to. And uh, I know that you have this gift with your clients to, to bring out the same in them. And I guess what I want to know is if, what got you so curious about success? Like why, why did you begin this journey of wanting to help people define their understanding of success and more importantly, achieve it? Well, for most of my life, Ben, if you look at my trajectory, it's been the well-born path. Um, so it's like after years of schooling, I went straight into university, got a first-class honours degree there, and then jumped straight into a corporate career that I did for over a decade in Australia and overseas. And I really relished in that. Like I love the go, go, go lifestyle. Um, you know, I love feeling that being a high performer and feeling accomplished. Um, but then underneath the surface, I realized that I wasn't truly honoring myself. I wasn't establishing healthy boundaries. And there was a mental and physical toll that it had on me. And I, you know, the, eventually when I didn't kind of do anything about it, it became burnt out. 
uh, I became burnt out and then left unchecked, I actually suffered quite a debilitating back issue that severely impacted my life, like my quality of life. And so that was a huge wake-up call for me. Mm. So four years ago, I decided to stop. I made that decision to kind of go, yes, I'm going to reevaluate my life. I'm going to reevaluate my priorities and establish healthy boundaries and make sure that I was living towards my definition of success. And when I look around, you know, and as I mentioned, like I've worked with a lot of different people before and every single one, there's a lot of people out there who aren't living true to their authentic selves. Um, in fact, some people are living towards the, um, the values of other people. And so for me, my coaching business is dedicated to helping people honour themselves, helping them to define their own versions of success and be able to follow that. So you, you said here this concept of, of healthy boundaries. Like I know there's, there's listeners with different levels of mm. understanding of even the concept of boundaries, let alone healthy ones. For someone out there who's wondering, well, first of all, what is a healthy boundary? Well, Brene Brown has this definition of a boundary. It's basically articulating what you're okay or not you're okay with what, and what you're not okay with. And it's essentially that. So, and when I work with my clients on um, developing a healthy boundary, uh, we look at all the different types of boundaries. It's like um, they can be physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, mental boundaries, and even boundaries about time and energy. And the majority of my clients, especially when I was working in the corporate world, uh, was all about time and energy, like working out for them, you know, what am I spending my time and energy on? Uh, is it um, according to my values? Is it to those things that really matter to me? And so establishing healthy boundaries, and I've got some practical tips that I work with my clients on with for that. Um, is about honouring yourself ultimately at the end of the day. Mm. So it's 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 what you're okay and not okay with. Correct. And and being able to honour yourself. So uh, let's just say I'm sitting here right now and I I feel that my life is not where I want it to be. Mm -hmm. Do do I make a list? Like what do I do to get? A, a, a better understanding how, how do I create these boundaries like I want to put something in sure. my life right now what do I do sure so for me, so just to give you kind of a practical tip um, on that um, there's four steps I can I can talk about four steps that I use with my clients as well yeah. um, so the first one the starting point is looking at their values like what is it that what facet of life um, do they want to kind of really focus on? And that's really the starting point. And the values that we look at, it's it. Um, so so we kind of kind of break that down with them. And there's a values track that I, I kind of learned from you um, that we spend um, breaking it down. So that's the first step. Once we work out what we want to um, kind of really be able to focus on the second step is looking at currently how we're going about this so the client will go away for maybe a week 
and then really document having a time diary and energy diary mm-hmm. about what how much time am I spending with my family if that's um, the important thing how much time am I spending on the fun um, and then kind of really breaking it down so that we can tangibly see the time and energy that someone's spending on and then third step once we've got those data points we analyze it and there's four buckets that we fit those things in so the first bucket is saying what are the things that we want to keep doing more of like we we want to kind of do more of so we're already spending time in and we're doing we want to do more of the second bucket is what are the things that we want to do less of like we're spending time but maybe it's a bit too much time it's taking away from other facets that I want to work on and then the third bucket is what do we want to stop altogether and then the fourth bucket is what is it that we're not doing that we want to start doing and then the fourth step of that, we kind of build in what our ideal timeline looks like for us. What does our ideal look time, our week look like? Uh, and then working with my clients on that implementation stage. Now, there's a few, like, there's obviously a few steps, more steps that I work with my clients on. Because if you can imagine, for example, um, communication is key. So sometimes with our boundaries, it's really working with other people so just to give you a a real example like um, my client he has a young family he works full-time but he wanted to devote more time to his business and so when we identified um, the time and energy he realized that you know maybe like one of the boundaries I wanted to make was that putting in two mornings a week where he was just devoting that time to the business and that meant having conversations with his partner saying is it okay for you for me for those two mornings not to do the morning shift with the kids and just do the bedtime shift Uh, and so it's about communication and also keeping ourselves accountable Um, but those four steps would be the four steps that I would be working on with my clients. You talk about this time and energy diary. What do you suggest people do in terms of energy? I mean, I, like we, we all get how to track time. Like of course. what do we do at 8.15? What do we do at 9.10? When you talk about energy, what do you want someone to do there? What should they start to be more aware of or start to observe? Mm, for sure. Um, I mean, for me to kind of answer that question, let me take a step back. I mean, the, the reasons why that um, someone will set a healthy boundary, there, there's many different reasons, but I can bucket it down to three, three particular ones. So the first one is so that they can make sure that they can devote the right energy and the time and the resources towards a success story. The second reason is about self-care, like having that, um, you know, being able to look after ourselves physically and also emotionally to be able to keep going. And then the third is about setting boundaries so that we can have more meaningful interactions with the people that we love and we care about. So when we tap into talking about energy, it's about giving out, it's kind of the yin and the yang as well. So it's like the yin is about giving ourselves that nurturing the space and so for some people it might be um 
writing in the journal diary, um, reflecting on the, upon the day, could be doing yoga. So really kind of feel that energy stores back up and being able to look after ourselves. And then the yang is about, you know, it's more about the action taking. It's like, how do we seek others? Because if you think about it, some people seek, get energy levels from being interacting with others. So for me, healthy boundaries is both the yin and the yang. It's about kind of really going, how do we make sure that we're in balance on both parts? We're giving ourselves enough rest, enough time to kind of raise that energy stores, but at the same time, kind of being connecting with others to really kind of feed off their energy levels. Mm. It's kind of like people should really stop for a moment and take stock of where their time goes and what they're spending that time on and whether or not the activities they're doing is, is for want of a better phrase, giving them energy, like actually. Uh, sure. And I know you've got this um, system that you talk about that contains uh, these four core elements and of uh, clarity and care and commitment and connection and so on. Uh, how can people utilize that more to enhance their own successes? For sure. So the way that I see my framework um, is uh, of clarity, commitment, care and connection um, is that it's a flower with four petals in there and each petal represents one of the four, um, four aspects and the life force that brings all this together is permission. So for me, the first step is about giving ourselves that permission to go ahead. And I know that giving ourselves permission is not a new idea. I've learned it from Wayne Dyer and yourself, Ben. Um, but I've truly embodied it because I think it's, it really is, like if you don't have permission, you can't start anything. Um, and so if I can explain that a little bit more for you, yeah. it's, it's really, so for clarity, it's about being brave enough to explore the possibilities and then having the courage to follow your heart and live your to your values and not of others. For commitment, it's having the, the, the courage to jump into the deep end and then having the grit and determination to do whatever it takes to bridge that gap from between your dreams to your reality. And care, it's, it's more than self-care. It's about giving ourselves permission to nurture our goals, our dreams, and to continue evolving that success story while being kind to ourselves and to others. And then that connection, um, connecting with others, having people in your corner, but also allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, to reach out to others when, um, when we need the support. So it, like for me, the permission is the first step. It's really important that we give ourselves that green light to, to lean into, um, to, to start that process of evolving our success story. So when people are sitting there and they're wanting to give themselves permission, mm. what do you suggest they do? Like for, for someone who's kind of trapped right now and they're not achieving the success they want, mm. what, what, what's your recommendation? Well, let me give the listeners um, 
two ways, two really practical ways that they can start off with straight away. Um, there are other ways out there and I'll kind of briefly touch on them um, after I give the two steps. So the first way is about verbalising it. So verbalising something gives it power. Mm. So it's, um, so how we can go about that. You, you know, I work with my clients and I go, you know, pick a phrase that really embodies giving yourself permission. It could be, I can do this. It could be, let's go, or, uh, you know, or, or something else, right? You know, and then stepping in front of the mirror and looking into their own eyes and, and really kind of saying it with that solid self-belief that this is true and saying it to yourself a few times so that you really believe it. Um, verbalizing it can also be sharing your dreams with other people so that you can get that acceptance and the acknowledgement and also accountability from other people. Mm -hmm. But I know that not everyone's comfortable with that. So therefore they might start off with just the mirror and looking at themselves in their own eyes. The second thing that they can do, the second practical tip is really having it visually somewhere in the room. So I've got post-it notes so you can use cardboard um, for some people, it's writing down that they're allowed or I give myself permission. Um, but for other people, it might be a traffic light with a green signal that that's their way of giving some permission. So those are two ways that people can do, verbalising it and having it visually. There are other ways that are a little bit more complex and may need a few more resources. So it could be that idea of forgiveness you know being able to let go of any regret that you have or any past resentment to to engage in that healing and to start that process of freeing it up I mean if you think about it if you've got a cluttered room and it's filled to the brim with everything you can't fit anything more things in it's about forgiving ourselves to free up that space so that we can allow ourselves to have something new and beautiful inside um and then other people might have some limiting beliefs and some blocks and as a coach I've got some tools that can help them clear that so that they can give themselves the green light to continue um, but one thing that is really important here is that permission is not something that you just grant to yourself once and then it's left like you know I, I call it as a life source of the cycle and it means that you've got to keep giving yourself permission. It's, it's something that happens all the time. And it's only by allowing ourselves to give ourselves permission that the path to success comes to us naturally. You, you talk about this thing called a success story. Mm. How, how would you define that? What, what does that mean, a success story? Well, success is a subjective term, right? Like it's... It's, it can change over time and it's really unique to different people. Um, so, but if we want to kind of find a definition of it, we can draw on the formula of Katsuyo Inamori. Um, Katsuyo Inamori is a Japanese entrepreneur. He is a philanthropist and also a Buddhist priest. So he built two multi-billion dollar companies from scratch. Um, and he also was a chairman of Japan Airlines, helping it to rebuild from bankruptcy um, and, and rebuild it. And the interesting fact about it is that 
he didn't accept any remuneration from it. He did it for the good of the people and society. Um, so if we go back to the formula, he said that there were three key elements to success. And that's attitude, which is the most important, having a positive mindset and a sense of humility as well. Um, effort, which is the hard work and the grit and the determination that we put into something. And the ability, like there's the innate ability that we have, but also the ability that we acquire. So the skills and the knowledge that we acquire along the way. What I love about his formula is that success is multifaceted. It's, mm -hmm. it's also about the journey as it is about the result. So, so to kind of answer that question, like, you know, for some people, success is about that promotion that they get. It's about the award that they win. But for other people, it's about that commitment to continuous growth, to continuously improve themselves. Um, and it's also about the grit and determination that they have to overcome any challenges that they have. So you're saying that a person's success story is kind of made up of those three elements, their, their attitude, mm. their effort and their skill. And then when you talk about helping someone define their success story, is it is it fundamentally just working out what success means to them like once i work out what success means to me what do i do next yeah for sure um you know every step of that petal uh the the, the flower the petals are important here so you know i think the very first step like once we've given ourselves permission it's about um you know clarifying what that vision looks like for us and you know it's allowing ourselves to be really connected to that vision. So how do we do that? Um, and it's that process of visualisation that we kind of go through and taking that person to the their future and with a paper and a pen, seeing a room and just kind of really writing out, connecting to the heart and then writing out, you know, what do I see here? What do I hear? Mm. How do I feel? And... I think it's really important to um, re revisit that vision every now and then. Like I've got some people, some people that I've worked with who um, read through their visions every single day, or they record it and then they listen to it every day. Um, I find that it's really important to also revisit it, say every three months. If something's happened to you, um, something big's happened, like it could be a relationship breakdown or a relationship change or a birth of a child like the vision changes as well so it's really kind of being allowing ourselves and giving ourselves permission to go let's tap into that vision again um so that's the first step of yeah. um defining someone's success story and i think i mean you talk a lot about this concept of care what can someone do now to, to I know there's a, it's a four petal flower, but if they want to strengthen more of this area of care, mm. what, what can they do to, to become more proficient in this area? Well, if you, if I kind of really think about it and I break it down, uh, let me kind of explain care. Like to answer that question, let me first explain care, if that's yeah. okay with you. Um, so I, I think care is one of the aspects that, people really overlook, like, especially for me when I was in the corporate world, my own personal experience, and also working with clients, like they forget about their care aspect. And I mentioned Katsuro Inamori's formula before about attitude, effort, 
and ability being really important. What he also says is that pure desire and enthusiasm is required for sustained success. So it means that underpinning the attitude, the effort and the ability, we need to ensure that our intentions and our motivation is connected to our heart. Mm. It means that we definitely need to care for our inner success. Um, I mean, if we think about it, how many listeners of ours have maybe thought up of a really great idea <laughs> and started doing something with it and then stopped? So for, for me here, it's about the care factor. How do we nurture our dreams from infancy to maturity? How do we let it evolve? So what is our care factor here? Do we care enough to keep asking the right questions to get clarity? Do we care enough to keep committing to our success story? Do we care enough to keep maintaining our healthy boundaries? And do we care enough to keep connecting with our wider network? Mm. And it kind of sounds, I don't know how I'd put this. You know, sometimes some people just struggle with caring. Mm. What what can they do if, if they find themselves in a situation where they want to care, but they don't? Like, have you ever come across that where, where someone yeah. like, I'd love to care more? Like, I hear that, I hear that a lot. Uh, I hear people say, you know, I, I just wish I cared more. <laughs> like, what what do you do with people like that? Well, you know what I you know I'm guilty of this. Like, I am my worst critic. Like, and and I, <laughs> and I find that a lot of people have are their worst critics like they, they and it's just a reminder and we talked about healthy boundaries before so having healthy boundaries are really important and being able to kind of establish those but it's also about quietening that inner critic of ours and I'm not saying that it's not there for a reason it's really important like to have it because it keeps us in check but when the the inner critic is so loud it's about how do we quieten it down? So there's a few steps that people can do. Like they can write affirmations. I've got affirmations on my wall. And it's about kind of really connecting with that. Like what and being able to kind of refer to it, keep us grounded. Um, another thing that they can do is talk to other people. Like I know for me, connecting with other people and by giving it myself permission to be vulnerable and reaching out to people they almost ground me and kind of real, made me realise that maybe the issue that I'm having in my head is actually not that big. Like It's actually smaller than it is. But it also gives me that motivation. Like They give me the validation. They're all like my people in my corner, my cheerleaders mm. in life. Um, and then the other thing that we might have to do is to change that inner dialogue that we have. So, I, you know, I've got, you know, clients who for whatever reason, uh, it, it could be something that's, that happened in their childhood that they continuously have this negative self-talk and, you know, being able to help them clear it out with the tools that I have is, is going to really help um, with that mm. as well. Nice. Um, so there is hope for people that don't care. <laughs> and I think it's it's developing. It's like a muscle, Ben. Like mm. it's, it's developing it. Um, you know consistently and as we know con commitment to consistent action gets your results and so and action is really important and what is important is the daily actions that we take and so we need to remember that it, 
it's not going to happen overnight, but it's it's a process. And as long as we keep chipping away at it and, and putting in the effort and having the right intentions and really caring about the success, um, the dial will shift for us. Commitment to consistent action is the key to success. I love that. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, you do a lot of great one-on-one coaching. You've got incredible services that you provide to the community. And I also know that the listeners out there uh, want to reach out and connect and you regularly offer uh, to people the ability to jump on a, a, a call with you and have a bit of a conversation mm-hmm. about whether or not they're a match for what you do. And I know the listeners out there, if you, if you want to reach out and, and connect with Michelle, she's got a, a website up online, michellechan.com.au. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E-C-H-A-N, michellechan.com.au. And right there on the homepage, they can actually uh, click a button and mm-hmm. register to have a bit of a conversation to find out what's uh, what you can do and how you can support them to really create their own success story. Uh, and I also know that there are people out there that perhaps haven't even begun their journey of success, which I know you can also help them uh, from that perspective as well. So uh, there's a raft of different things that you help people with, but predominantly I know you, you really do manage to awaken success inside people. Before we sort of uh, wrap up for the day, is there any final tips that you have for our listeners out there that, that you might want to share? Well, the tip is, um, you know, connected to that whole concept of care. It's like, you know, like if there's one practical tip that they can take away is um, asking yourself on a daily basis, like, how can I continue to care even more for my success? Mm. Um, And asking that question allows us to connect with our own success story and be on track, like, because, and and make sure that we're not, um, you know, doing the success a story for other people like all the values for other people but it's really truly our own success story Mm. and ultimately it's about honoring ourselves and caring for our success it's about allowing ourselves to courageously follow our heart to nurture the success story um so that we can be kind to ourselves and others along the way as well nice so how can i continue to care even more about my success um i know that uh, from time to time people like have a final message they want to share that people can marinate Mm. on uh is there a final message you have for our listeners today so i think um what i said just now it's like honor yourself honor yourself Mm. and um care for your success like Mm -hmm. really make sure that um you're doing it for yourself and not living the life of others really so honor yourself and be courageous enough to follow your heart Beautiful. Michelle, thank you so much for your pearls of wisdom. There is a bunch of practical uh, tools that I've taken out of this exercise. Definitely giving themselves permission is a, is a starting point. Um, caring more about what they do, having the clarity, lining up their values, being able to check in with their time and their energy levels. Uh, it's amazing that you, you managed to fit all that into such the short time that you had available. There is so much more that people can obviously learn from you and so much more that people can do with you. So please um, do check out michellechan.com.au. Michelle, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate your time and energies today. You're very, very welcome. You're very welcome. And again, you can find a lot more about Michelle by going to elevatebooks.com. We can find a whole bunch of information about Michelle and her uh, recent book here, Elevate Your Results. And keep in mind that giving yourself permission. 
to do what you love is the key to elevating all areas of your life. And until we meet again, share your light, live your love, and do whatever it takes to be your own best friend. Thanks so much for tuning in and bye for now. Thanks for listening to Elevate Podcast, the fastest way to elevate your life. For more information, visit www.elevatebooks.com.